Greetings, everyone, and praise be Jesus Christ. Without being too over the top on a Sunday morning, we really have some beautiful readings this week, this 30th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Three scenes that are full of hope, loaded with promise, and which are great to preach on. We have just seen it with Bartimaeus, who is seeing now for the first time. We have just heard it from Jeremiah, who is commanding Israel to shout with great joy. And we know it as we gather once again for Sunday Mass with Jesus, our great high priest, in his priesthood, described in the letter to the Hebrews, in which we offer to God the perfect sacrifice of praise. There is in each of these accounts not only a present happening, but there is a great before, something that has preceded each of these scenes that is worth noting and looking at, especially as we find ourselves today two months before Christmas, two months before the coming of Christ. For Jeremiah, he was one of those before prophets. He lived in the pre-exilic times, and he was called and sent by God to announce and prepare for that exile, for that great catastrophe of Israel. Jeremiah would not only prophesy about it, but he would live through it. Jerusalem would be captured, destroyed, and burned. He would witness and experience two deportation of the Jews to Assyria and to Babylon. Jeremiah would suffer much because of all of this. And kind of like Noah building the ark before a drop of rain fell, Jeremiah would speak words that would only be understood later. But what a gift that Israel would have those words to read in the exile. Words of great comfort and hope. The words of Jeremiah 31, which we've just heard. This great coming back and all that God will restore and will do for his people. In our gospel, as we meet Bartimaeus, we also can call to mind a great before. You know, it's one thing to believe in God after a miracle happens, but Bartimaeus believed even before the miracle. He sat there calling out, Jesus, son of David, have pity on me. It's worth noting that the scriptures even give us his name, Bartimaeus. He was familiar to God and to the people around him. And then Jesus asked him the question, what do you want me to do for you? And he had a ready response that was calm, clear, and confident. Master, I want to see. 
He had been readying himself for that response, perhaps his whole life. He could have taken offense to that question. Jesus asking, what do you want me to do for you? Well, what do you think? I'm blind. He could have allowed Jesus perhaps to read his mind. He might have been frustrated by Jesus even asking the question. But he wasn't. He humbly and with great confidence had an answer prepared and ready. My friends, how about us? As we find ourselves two months before Christmas, we can already hear the Christmas music, the joy and the call to shout with gladness. We might already be able to see the trees and the lights already lit up, if not in the stores on State Street. We might even foresee and feel within us the hustle, bustle, the noise of Christmas. Certainly that question, what do you want for Christmas? Or what am I buying for Christmas? Might even be haunting us, especially in this part of the world where most people that we know have everything they need. And yet, at this point, it might be a question worth sitting with. The question that Jesus raises in the gospel. What do you want me to do for you? Now, in this great before time, before Advent, because once Advent comes, Christmas is upon us. But now, in this two-month Advent, in this two-month before time, like Bartimaeus, to sit with that question, what do you want me to do for you now? It has power to evoke faith. It has power to evoke hope and to ground us in that present moment. Like Jeremiah writing before the exile. Like Bartimaeus believing before the miracle. You and I have this great opportunity to believe and to express now even before the coming of Christ, what it is that we want of him. You know, it's interesting to note, St. Paul tells us that when Christ comes at the end of the world or when we're standing before him, there will no longer be need for faith or hope. Those things don't exist in heaven. Only love which means now is the time for faith and hope. Now is the time for us to be men and women of muscular faith and true hope. Will God find faith in us? Will we be muscular Christians, full of faith and enlivened by hope? Let's become that in these two months before God's coming. Let us thank God in advance for what he will do. 
Let us be grounded in the present. Let us be ready and prepared with the beautiful gift of faith, with the beautiful gift of hope for the present time and for all that is about to come. May God be with you today.